0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of HIV Matters. HIV Matters explores the current issues people living with HIV experience that impact on their quality of life. The podcast is hosted by me, Michelle Croston, Associate Professor of Nursing at the University of Nottingham. I have a long history of working in HIV care and will be joined on the podcast by leading professionals and activists in the field of HIV that I've had the pleasure of working with throughout my career. HIV Matters is supported by an unrestricted educational grant from Vive. Vive has had no input into speakers or content. Today, I'm being joined on the HIV Matters podcast by John McCluskey. John is an associate professor in nursing and currently a director of professions at the University of Nottingham. He's an active member of the National HIV Nurses Association and sits on the executive committee. He has worked in HIV care for over 25 years and has a particular interest in educational development. I'm delighted to be joined by John today, as I've had the pleasure of working with John in different roles for many years. Thank you for agreeing to be part of our podcast talk today, John. You're welcome. Good to see you. Likewise. So today we're going to talk about HIV and the current workforce and also thinking about the future workforce and the role of education within that. I'm sure that the listeners will be aware that there are a lot of current shortfalls within the nursing profession that impacts on our recruitment and retention into specialist roles. As a profession, we started the pandemic with a 40,000 nursing shortfall and that, as I've observed from my own experiences, this has continued to be impacted by the pandemic. I've heard from a lot of colleagues across the country about the challenges they're facing in re- into specialist posts. I'm just wondering from your perspective, John, have you any thoughts on how we could attract nurses into HIV care?
1: I think this is a really interesting question that isn't just within HIV but is across the nursing workforce really as a whole about how do we attract individuals into the specialisms that we hold. HIV is a specialist area of practice and Individuals working within it are really knowledgeable about their field, about their clients, and uh, about the things that they do on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes that labelling as a specialism means that individuals can feel um, daunted by it. And so therefore, they might feel that they don't have the skills and the knowledge to be able to seek out the HIV roles that exist and are being advertised there. And I think what would be really important is to be able to share with those individuals that they've got these transferable skills that they can bring into HIV care. You know, um, for myself, for example, I didn't start in HIV. You know, my early part of my career was actually in healthcare of older people, and it was working with older people that I got interested in HIV and sexual health, which are my main areas of, of practice and research and interest. But what I, did recognise at the time was that the skills that I learned within my healthcare of older people experience were transferable into HIV care you know, I was able to communicate effectively. I was able to uh, work with individuals to identify what was right for them in the care that they gave. The specialist stuff like, you know, the types of medication that we use and the way in which it's given and things like this, something you can learn on the job, you know, and you can learn that you're within it. So I think it's really important that Nurses who have thought about HIV or they they considered that that it might be an area in which they want to work in do recognise the skills that they have in their current roles and that they could bring this into HIV, that there are many, many transferable skills there. I think, though, as HIV nurses, we've also got a role to play of communicating what our skills are, what our attributes are uh, within HIV. You know, it it draws you in and you work with clients for a long time uh, in, in some areas, you know, that you're starting to see the same people, you know, month after month after month and that you're working with them, you're working closely. We're very much a group of individuals who like people. And I think that's what attracts us to, to HIV, is that the fact that we like that relationship that we build with those clients And we become part of those clients' lives, whether we wish to or not, you know, but we are invited in and that real privilege of nursing is being invited in to support somebody at the times when they need it and to check on people at times where they don't really need us you know, just to make sure that their health is still as it is. So I think it's really important that HIV nurses, that we do sort of stand up and say, this is what we do. This is what we're able to do. And these are the skills that we have. And you and I both know, you know, we've seen that in a number of colleagues of ours who have gone on, from hiv to take up other roles because again whilst there are transferable skills that can be brought in there are definitely transferable skills that we can take out into other areas into other aspects as well
0: yeah
1: hiv care has definitely changed over the years certainly in in my long years in nursing Uh, You know, that it's a very, very different beast of what we're dealing with today and what we're working with clients. There are still some of those um, elements to it that are the same, but it's definitely changed over the years as we've moved now into this sort of chronic manageable condition. And so, therefore, our focus of care um, has become different from what it was in the very early days where we were doing a lot of of end-of-life and palliative work. You know, now what we're doing is people living with HIV. You know, it's absolutely the focus of, of what we should do. for. Them. And finally, because I am an educator by background, I expose students to HIV care. In a lot of areas at the moment, they get their experience just if they get an individual uh, living with HIV uh, that comes onto their placement, whether that's a medical or surgical placement or for something else. And that's where they start to build up their interest. And I think it's really important. They are our future workforce. So, you know, we need to excite them about this magnificent field uh, of nursing that that we've been part of for a very very long time.
0: Thank you for sharing that with me John. I think you're right you've mentioned so many great kind of tips and pearls of advice within that and I think I was speaking to a colleague the other day about as nurses, I think we tend to kind of hide our light under a bushel sometimes. Really? We we see our um, an amazing job that we'd like to go for and 90% of the time we, we need to feel that like we have to tick off every single um, box on there without thinking of our transferable skills. So again, yeah, thinking about how we can encourage people with those transferable skills to come into the profession as well. So we we started to talk about nurturing the future um, workforce and John you have got a, a really good reputation of nurturing students and bringing them to our NIVNA conferences and I was just wondering what do you think the role of NIVNA in particular is in supporting the development of nurses in their HIV career?
1: I think it's uh, very important, you know, that NIVNA has this role. We are the National Association for HIV Nurses, you know, so it's really important that as a national association that we lead the way in helping nurses to develop their knowledge, their skills and their attributes in HIV care. I think that's that's really uh, a significant role for the association. And it is one that we grasp with two hands and are always looking at ways of how we can do this. From the student point of view, I do encourage students to get involved with NIVNA and to get involved with HIV. You know, we have a number of students each year who choose HIV as a topic for their dissertation. And, um, you know, if they are I'm fortunate enough to have me as their supervisor, then part of that agreement is that I expect them to do something with that dissertation and not just write it to get a grade. You know, I expect them to use that dissertation to share that knowledge that they've gained um, over a year period that they've worked on. And that's why I try and encourage them to come along to conference. The other thing about conference isn't just about them presenting their work, it's about them meeting. HIV nurses. You know, HIV nurses in lots of different roles as well. You know, there is no blanket term for HIV nurse because it depends upon your population, it depends where you're situated. You know, those that deal with a lot of rural care is very different to those who work in heavy urban areas. So, you know, the students get exposed to these individuals, Mm -hmm. they start to form relationships with them and they talk. And I'm very fortunate to say that, you know, students that have come along to Nivna College. Conference in the past um, have decided to create their careers around HIV. You know, in in either in big ways or in smaller ways. You know that that's what they've really started to do, and that's why I think you know my role as an academic is really important. I do think that academics who teach HIV or who have been HIV nurses previously have a real role to play in engaging the students in this really exciting field you know and letting them know what's coming and and also where it's come from and where we're at now because those those steps that were taken over the decades you know four decades that we've been working around HIV and having it as part of the care that we provide have always been exciting because they've always been moving you know and to be a HIV nurse you are constantly, you know, having to relook at your knowledge, having to relook at your skills, and having to learn uh, new ways of working. And for me, that's always been really exciting. You know, it's the change and the challenge that has kept me uh, within this specialism uh, for so long and engaged with it. You know, I've I have been around it for a long time, but I'm still actively engaged, and I'm actively engaged in Nivna. And so I actually think, you know, that it's really important that we look away and NIVNO engages with student nurses and junior nurses um, to feel that HIV has a career structure for you and, and what that career structure can be. And there's lots of elements to what we do as, as HIV nurses. You know, there is the nursing element, <laughs> But there's also the educational element. There's also the research element. And and all of these things come together. We're not soloists. You know, we're part of a much bigger orchestra of care um, that we Mm -hmm. give. And we get to work with so many different disciplines. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody with this focus on HIV. And I think, you know, if we can certainly explain that through Nivna about this is what we do and use that voice, um, then that's a good thing for the future careers of individuals.
0: I completely agree. I've been at some amazing conferences and been really reassured by the next generations of nurses coming through and it always delights me a bit like yourself when i'm reading some somebody's work a dissertation and i get to learn something new after a long career in hiv it's Mm -hmm. really impressive and i think it's something that we we need to nurture as academics and nurses um, as well So over the past five years, nurses accessing education, there has been lots of challenges around how nurses can fund education. And especially when it comes to HIV nurse education, we had back in the day, we've talked about um, our long careers in HIV. There was English National Board qualifications, but then there seems to be a, a, a dwindling off of how nurses can access education as well. For those members listening, NIVNA does provide a lot of education. And a couple of years ago, myself and John got together and John kindly led on at the development of the Nivna educational strategy. And I'm wondering for those listeners who are not familiar with regards to the educational strategy, are you able to share with us a little bit more about the strategy and why you also think that this strategy is important?
1: Yeah, thank you, Michelle. You're right. You know, you and I had this discussion you know, a few years ago now, and we talked about um education for NIVNA and the way in which we wanted uh, the association to grow uh, within education. The time was right for a review. And for a strategy, so that we had a plan of action uh, within the association. The association has achieved so much in terms of education development, but the time was right to review where we were, take stock and think about the future. With the changing workforce and the changing aspects of care, it was really important to do that. The strategy itself came from members of NIVNA. So um, we ran... Uh, a couple of days where we invited members to come along and to give their opinions on what we did now and what they'd like to see develop with it in the future. And that was really important. It It took a while for us to do that. You know, we didn't just rush into it and within a few weeks, here's the strategy. You know, it took us a couple of years to actually work through what we needed. Because what we really wanted to do is ensure that um, education was focused and appropriate. You know, um, education is one of the three tenets of NIVNA, alongside research and practice. So, you know, it is an important element of what we do as a national association there. And... You know, what it needs is a focused approach to ensure that HIV is supported by educated, evidence-based workforce. You know, that's that's the thing of making sure that it is an educated and evidence-based. And so therefore, we've got a role to play uh, within that. From those two days, we got loads of ideas off of people, what they thought that they wanted, what would enhance their roles uh, and enable them to provide care. And we also talked to our partners from the community, you know, and they gave us ideas as well about what they wanted from the strategy. And we were able to put this together. The strategy itself has four main aims to it in how it should be done. The first one is to provide a framework for continuous professional development from novice to expert in HIV nursing. So we've used Benner's work in that to underpin what it is that we're doing. Again, not just pulled out of the air, we've used a structure to think about what are the types of things that we can do um, to move somebody through their HIV career process and through their experience and knowledge gain. Um, Another of the aims of the strategy is to explore solutions to the needs of the workforce through a variety of different routes. It is getting more challenging to access education um, because we're holding down full-time jobs um, or part-time jobs and we're working really hard at those. And so then to get time away from that in a workforce that has dwindled over the years in nursing, you know, we're all very much aware of the need for more nurses. So in a workforce that it can be very difficult. So what we want to do at Nivno is look at different ways of developing education. You know, using podcasts such as this is a really great way of delivering elements of education and it's things that people can go back and listen to time and time and time again you know and we're looking at the use of webinars and evening delivery as well as you know daytime delivery so we're looking at different ways in which we can deliver different aspects of education within them. Uh, The third aim is to vision the challenging educational landscape to future-proof the workforce sustainability. And um, that kind of links to what I've just said before, in that, you know, we need to ensure that HIV nurses feel that they are being educated, that they're being challenged, you know, that they are ahead of the evidence as it's coming out. And so, you know, that's, that's important as well. And that we also link that to educational development, you know, because education has certainly changed and the pandemic threw us into a huge change. For those of us who work in academia, you know, on on the 23rd of March, uh, 2020, we were told, could we just pack up our uh, laptops for a couple of weeks, you know, uh, and work from home? And that became 18 months. As well, and we had to deliver all of the curriculum. You know, the, we've had to move the students through their learning so that they become registered nurses. So that was a huge learning curve for us about how we deliver that. But that learning curve is going to be useful for NIFNA because there are things that we've learned from that that we can definitely take forward into the future and perhaps our most important aim of the educational strategy is to improve the quality outcomes and value for people living with HIV through education and competence you know getting HIV nurses together or or people with an interest in HIV to discuss what's happening to them in their day-to-day working lives and and how can education support that so that the outcomes for those that they are caring for are appropriate, are uh, focused relevantly for them. So, you know, that's what the educational strategy is all about. It's a five-year strategy that we've got planned and are already beginning to work through.
0: Thank you for sharing the strategy, John. I think this is something that I really love about Nivna, the inclusivity of developing strategies, that consultation process, making sure that people are included in order to get the right information out there. So thank you for sharing that process with us and obviously the ambitions of the strategies as as well. And also what I liked from listening to you is that idea that we are trying to be one step ahead of of the data when this is such an emerging field as well. We remarked when we were talking earlier about how far we've come in this 40 years and definitely thinking about the different chapters of my own career and the learning that I've needed to be competent in each of those chapters. It kind of really feels like Nivna have got one eye to the future with that as we're embarking on different areas in HIV care. So you mentioned briefly how how Nivna are starting to implement the strategy. I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you could expand on with regards to how are Nivna currently implementing their research strategy?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it like I said, it's a five year strategy that we're looking at in total. So four years of the actual written strategy and then a year for evaluation um, at the end of it to see how that, that works, really. and and. What we need to do, first and foremost, was take stock. You know, what have we already got? What are we already doing? Uh, are these up to date? Are they relevant um, that's there? And so we have begun a review of our existing educational resources, for example, the HIV nursing modules, and, um, uh, we're looking at their relevance, we're looking at the fact that they're up to date and that the information's there. And in fact, you know, a good example of that is that we had a HIV nursing module as treatment as prevention, um, which served its purpose at its time. But now that we've got PrEP uh, available for people with HIV, we're refocusing that that module and, and, uh, and we're rewriting that module for use. There. Um, We are using an umbrella term now for education. In fact, what we've got is the NIVNA Academy. Now, Michelle, you set this up when you were working at NIVNA at the time, and it was focused on leadership and developing leadership roles. But we're going to umbrella this to use all of our education, comes under the NIVNA Academy. You know, we want um, individuals to feel that the education undertaken through NIVNA is important to them as well and that we're meeting their needs. We, we want to engage with the membership of NIVNA and people interested in HIV and our community representatives. You know, we want to engage to make sure that the education we're delivering is appropriately focused you know, that it is relevant to what's happening today. And as a result of that, the Education Committee and our Events Committee that usually runs our study days and our conferences work much closer together uh, to ensure that there's a clear focus of, uh, of the educational events, also looking at the different routes that we might deliver these events on. Uh, and delivery is really important, as, as we've already said. You know, the opportunity to take a number of days out of practice um, isn't there as much as it used to be in the past. You know, it's just not available to many, many individuals. And so we've got to look at different ways in which we can release information and engage with individuals so that they feel that they are getting what they want but additional to the stuff about hiv and you know uh, what treatments are there and how do we deal with this part of hiv care and how do we deal with that part of hiv care what we also want to do is grow the confidence in the workforce that currently exists um, through our education so we're going to be looking at uh topics such as you know how to present how to develop a poster how to present at a conference, how to publish, um, the excellent work that individuals are doing out there. And like you say, you know, sometimes we undervalue ourselves as nurses. We're absolutely amazing. You know, there's no doubt about it that the nursing workforce is absolutely amazing. Uh, Of all the things that we do, you know, we are gatekeepers, we are leaders, we are developers, we are creative, you know, and all of these things we need to share with one another because somebody in another part of the country could be starting the same thing and they don't know that you've already gone through it. So, you know, we, what we need is for individuals to be willing to share, and a lot of reason why they're not at the moment is because of their confidence in doing so, or thinking that nobody wants to hear. And that's really sad because most of the time what we want to hear is what's working Or not working even, you know, we don't want to fall into the same traps and get stuck in that honey along with everybody else. You know, what we want to do is learn from each other and share those ideas. And I said earlier about students networking at conference. Well, the the networking of the workforce in HIV at conference is just fantastic you know you walk around conference you hear all these little snippets of information Uh, people read the posters and they go oh i must talk to that individual or can i ask you a question about something you've got on your poster and where did you get that from or how did you go about starting that and that's what implementation of the strategy is all about it's engaging individuals Um, and that's where we're at at the moment we're quite excited about what's coming
0: As I'm listening to you, John, I'm smiling like a Cheshire cat. This is amazing. I'm loving the idea of the Nivner Academy being, you know, going that step further and encouraging people with confidence to present, confidence to share their ideas. It feeds into a conversation I had with Ian Hodgson about the role of mentorship Mm -hmm. and supporting people to write um, and our role as when we edited together. You know, as you've just mentioned, we have all this knowledge and sometimes it's that confidence, well, John won't want to hear what I've got to say or John already knows Mm. that and actually they're the nuggets um, and I'm delighted that we're trying to tease out of people um, as well so amazing I am yeah grinning like a Cheshire cat
1: (laughs) absolutely and it's what you said earlier as well Michelle about you know you can read a student's piece of work and you learn something new You know, and you're always learning. And that's the thing, is that, you know, the students haven't got the application to practice yet because they're not registered nurses. The HIV nurses, they've got that application. So I'm always learning. I sit at a conference in awe and wonder at our workforce because, you know, you might have gathered by now. I think they're amazing, absolutely amazing
0: there is I know and that's been one of the downsides to COVID Well, there's been lots of downsides to the pandemic but one of them is not being physically in a conference setting and some of the thoughts around developing a podcast was to try and get some of those water cooler conversations or those dinner line conversations where we can just have pick up on people's ideas and ask them to explain that a little bit more so thank you for sharing with us the thinking and the development behind the strategy. So we've both had the pleasure of working in HIV care for a number of years. And over the years, we have seen some significant changes as we've already discussed about how we deliver care. The area has gone from a life-limiting condition, as we've mentioned, to a chronic manageable condition. I know that my career has changed um, significantly over that time and I've always been grateful for the education and support that I've received. I'm thinking as the HIV care continues to change, Alongside scientific advances, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the role of the nurse and how you see that evolving to meet the changing needs of people living with HIV yeah uh,
1: again excellent question because you know it is always going to change like we've said you and I have been in HIV care for a number of years I don't want to say how long really but you know that that we have been in it for a number of years and we've seen the care that we've provided and change completely and you know we've had to learn new knowledge and we're always having to seek out new information because there's something else or there's something else or there's something else and our clients are searching that out as well so they're coming to us going have you heard about what about this what do you think about this so i think it's really important that we recognize that changing world. And we recognize who we're dealing with now. You know, the language of HIV has changed. We don't talk about dying from it as much as we talk about living with, you know, it's just a person with HIV. You know, it's not somebody who is labelled as having it in that way. They've just either they've got it or they haven't. And and if they've got it, then what we need to do about that, in the same way as we would treat any other sort of, you know, chronic manageable condition, what are the types of things that we have to know that are specific to HIV? You know, what are the way in which the diagnosis impacts that individual and then their life following that. So it's those types of things that we need to know. But we're dealing with a a very different client group. You know, if we can get them onto treatment, if we can get them to comply and adhere to that treatment as much as possible, uh, and also we can get them to that undetectable viral load, this person cannot transmit HIV. And that message is so important. It's so important because it has refocused um, HIV. And the other thing that's happened from that, of course, is that people are living with HIV and they're living into old age. You know, we have had to learn um, what that means. And I'm very grateful to my previous experience in care of older people, I've got to be honest, and I'm I'm having to bring some of that knowledge back and some of those skills back in my understanding of HIV because we've got this ageing population of it and and really being certain, am I dealing with a HIV issue here or am I dealing with an ageing issue, you know? it's not all about HIV all of the time, you know, there may be other reasons for something happening. So I think certainly that's something that as um, nurses we need to be aware of is the changing landscape of it. Um, our focus has got to be around HIV testing and particularly for those around with late diagnosis. You know, how do we reduce that? We still have a number of late diagnoses of HIV and we know that the later somebody is diagnosed with their HIV, the higher their morbidity and their mortality associated with it. So if we can engage with those communities, not those individuals, with the communities in which those individuals live in, uh, talk about HIV, get it out in the open, let it be seen. You know, let, let it be seen uh, within that. Address the stereotypes, address the myths, address the stigma. You know, not being afraid to do that with them without being prejudicial, prejudicial in that. I can't say that. Prejudicial in that. Um, you know, I think that's really important. What we shouldn't do is blame people for not understanding. What we need to do is educate them. Uh, with their understanding to get that. And I think we have an important role. Ultimately, for me, HIV nurses are public health nurses. And, you know, I'm very proud to say I'm both of those. I'm an HIV nurse, I'm a public health nurse. You know, that's what we do. So much of the role that we perform is health promotion. You know, whether that is about getting people to come forward and get tested or whether that's about enabling somebody living with their HIV to have a healthier life. You know, what we do is health promotion. We do health p- prevention as well because, you know, we're trying to um, stop this from occurring or stopping the complication from occurring. Or it may be that what we just want to do is maintain the health of the individual, you know. And they're key aspects of what we do as pub- in public health. You know, it's about promotion, prevention and maintenance. They're so important to the role that we do. We talk about education and we've talked about education all the way through this, but as HIV nurses, we educate every single day. We absolutely educate every single day, whether that's our clients, whether that's our colleagues, whether it's colleagues outside of HIV, uh, uh, you know, or just our friends and family around us. You know, we're always uh, doing that. So, you know, recognising those skills of the public health nurse and the HIV nurse as a public health nurse is important. The other thing that we've faced in HIV care, of course, is that HIV services... Have become integrated into other services, you know, in many different parts of the, of the country. We've always had some challenges in HIV care for those that have sat within infectious diseases and those that have sat within general urology medicine. You know that there's always been some challenges there. But now we tend to be much more integrated services where individuals work together. From that, and you could find yourself as a HIV nurse then having to learn the sexual health and the contraception stuff that you never had to learn before, etc. And we wouldn't have thought that that was necessarily our role initially. You know, before we would have gone, "Here's somebody who is um, expert in this area." You know that they've got the knowledge and skills in that area. Uh, and I think integration of services has benefits. But I also think there are challenges with it. And and for me, the most important voice for us as HIV nurses is to make sure that that HIV voice is heard loud and clear. You know, that we do actually advocate for our clients and for each other. You know, and we talk about, we get up there and we turn around and say, we are really good as hiv nurses and this is why we're so good this is why you need us and this is what we're able to do uh, you know and the outcomes that we have on our clients are really important now because of that You know, we've got to start proving some of those outcomes. So our ability to undertake clinical audit, to get involved in small research, even to get involved of of what people think of your your service or think of you as an individual, they're important data to start collecting uh, because they help to strengthen the outcomes that we deliver.
0: I think also, as like you've mentioned, coming into the next chapter, it is around that integration and also being a stronger voice and really getting on our own soapboxes and championing the great work that we're doing. Yeah, I have a large voice, as you know,
1: you know, I'm I'm not shy at coming forward when I've got something to say on a lot of occasions. But that's only come through my experience of others pushing me a little from behind and going, come on, you can do this, you can say."
0: definitely and I think it is that encouragement that generally gentle encouragement from from our colleagues that helps us just stand a little bit taller. I'm hoping by now John we have convinced some of our listeners that a career in HIV care is probably one of the best things you'll ever do although I can't speak for other disease areas or other kind of long-term conditions I'm just really passionate about HIV care. So for any of our listeners who who are interested in pursuing a career in HIV care. Have you any ideas or suggestions to signpost them in, in that direction?
1: So, um, you know, I've talked about them a lot throughout this uh, podcast, but, you know, come and join Nivna. You don't have to be a HIV nurse specialist. You know, you don't have to be working in a HIV role. You could just have an interest. In HIV, come and join us. See what we do as a, as an association. You know, be involved with us. Sometimes those external eyes in other services are what we need. You know, as we all do. You know, fresh eyes always bring along fresh ideas. So you know, don't be afraid to bring those ideas and to talk to us. So I will definitely say, you know, join us. I wish I was on commission for saying that, but I'm not. But, you know, that will be really good. In terms of education, you know, come along and look at the NIVNA HIV nursing modules. You don't have to be a member to undertake them even. They are open access for anybody who wants to start their knowledge. And it starts from that novice all the way up to expert, you know, following that Banner process. through. So it starts off by just, you know, what is HIV? Right up to advanced care for individuals with HIV and treatment options and and things like this. There's lots in there to learn. There's also a lot on the NHS e-learning platform as well uh, around it. And so it's seeking that out. I think one of the greatest achievements for NIVNA uh, in this year, and I know that we're only a short while into it, but one of the greatest achievements is our collaboration with the British General of Nursing. You know, we... um, lost our way with our publishing uh, through no fault of our own. And thankfully, the British Journal of Nursing um, listened to us. You know, they were excited by what we had to say and were very interested in what it was that we had to say. So they were happy to collaborate with us and they provide us with, you know, two... um, publications per year within the British Journal of Nursing itself and so you know we've got great support by uh, editorial team you know we've got a really good uh, publishing support as well and so again it doesn't matter you know if you've got a bit of interest read what people are writing about you know listen to what people are, are writing about as well. Um, You know, and I think that part of that is talk to the existing nurses, talk to us that have been around for a while, talk to us that are new to the role and see, you know, what it is that has brought us into it and what it is that has attracted us to it and what we've gained from doing. Like you've said, Michelle, you know, we have always had to relearn. We've sought out education continuously because we've had to try and keep ahead of what's happening in in HIV so over those you know the 40 decades that it's been the four decades sorry the four decades that it's been around you know we've continually had to go oh I need to go and learn about this now oh what's this test I need to learn what that test is does that measure you know i need to go and learn about that so we're always seeking things out as well as how do i develop my skills in communication how do i develop develop my skills in interaction how can i better support the clients that i'm looking for all of that comes through um, education and i am going to shamelessly shamelessly plug two books that have been edited for at this point because they're really important. You know, um, the first one that you did with Sarah Rutter from Manchester on the psychological perspectives in HIV care. Um, offers us so much in understanding that aspect of care that sometimes those of us who may have come from a general adult nursing background don't always feel confident to deal with and yet here are really good ways and discussions that we can do Um, and the other one I'm going to talk about you've already mentioned Ian's name but it's the one edited by yourself and Ian on providing HIV care and lessons learned from the field and it's for nurses and healthcare practitioners and nurses come first in that time. because it's mostly nurses that are written in, you know, and talking about their experiences and talking about what they've learned over the years. And and so, you know, I do shamelessly plug them because they're excellent uh, resources for anybody interested in HIV care, you know, to just go, what would I be letting myself in for? You know, what is it that I'm going to be doing? And the other thing is, is like people. You know, that sounds really simple and straightforward. But you've got to like people uh, when you enter into HIV care because we deal with so many different people from so many backgrounds. HIV is non-discriminatory, you know. So it doesn't matter whether you've got lots of money or not a penny to your name. You know, you could both be um, at risk of of the... having HIV, and then living with HIV in very different ways. And, and as HIV nurses, we adapt to them. You know, we adapt to that individual and their circumstances and who they may be. So they're my, they're my things. If you're thinking about HIV as a potential career, come and talk to us. You know, come and talk to us about it, because we'll definitely want to listen we'll definitely want to talk about it as well. You know, HIV nurses like to talk, so, you know, it would be good to get to talk about it.
0: bearing my blushes i'm glad we're on um record and not camera so thank you for the shameless plugs that's really good and i think part of those those books as well is about getting nurses to talk about the care that they delivered we had liz foot on on the show who was talking about intentional non and some of the lessons that i've learned in my career as you've mentioned is through talking to other people as well so again i would echo that talk to talk to your local HIV nurse or give us a shout. We're we're always happy for a conversation as well.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: So, John, it's time for the magic wand question. So if money, time and resources were not an issue, How would you like to see the future of HIV nursing?
1: Well, I'd like to see all HIV nurses rich, but I don't know (laughs) if that's going to happen, really. But if one is no object, then great. Let's go for it. But seriously, I think for me, one of the most important things is HIV care is the specialism. You know, we develop those skills and knowledge. But what I'd like to see is the normalisation of HIV across all services. You know, that what doesn't happen then is that we have somebody with HIV admitted, and people go, Oh, I've got somebody with HIV admitted. Uh, I don't know what to do. What I'd like to see is, is normalised across all services, being led by HIV nurses and the medical teams and all the other disciplines that are involved in providing care for people with HIV. But I would really like to see that so that we can destigmatize it a little in, in healthcare. You know, um, we've talked four decades on loads and loads of times, and we are four decades on, but there is still so much ill-informed, knowledge and practice taking place across the NHS in lots of different specialisms. Um, And so that's why I'm so passionate about HIV education because I think it's really relevant that we keep it going, we keep updating people, uh, and we talk within our field of HIV, but we also talk outside of our field of HIV. So it's that normalisation of HIV across care is something I would love to see happen.
0: Yeah, I think echoing what you've just said about that kind of the way education's evolved, it just made me reflect on something you mentioned about updating the e-learning modules for HIV care. I remember the treatment and as prevention was the scientific breakthrough of the year. And it feels like yesterday when that happened, but actually it's, it's not the scientific breakthrough anymore, isn't it, but people can be stuck in a moment of time. So I think you're right, it's good to keep revisiting that education. So thank you for taking part in today's podcast. This is the part of the show that I enjoy and it's about getting to know you a little bit better. I'm fortunate that we've had years of friendship, but this is for our listeners. So can you name for our listeners something that brings you joy?
1: Yeah, that, that's something that has been very painful throughout the pandemic, I have to say, because the thing that brings me most joy is travelling. It's travelling whether within the UK or outside of the UK and getting about and meeting people. Um, I like sunshine as well, so sometimes that's outside of the UK that you have to go for that. But I am a real fan of travelling and just going off and immersing myself in those different populations and those different areas and just, just getting to know people in different parts of the world. That gives me a lot of joy.
0: Yeah, and hopefully now the world's opening up a little bit, you can get back to finding more joy. So can you share with us a book that you've been reading?
1: Yeah, I've found reading really challenging over the pandemic, but just picking up a book for pleasure to sit and read. And I think part of that has been because we've worked online as academics for much of the much of the pandemic you know we are back in doing a lot more face-to-face contact now and back into the classroom teaching which is fabulous but you know when you spend all day reading things on a screen and everything I I found it quite difficult then to pick up another book at the end of it but I've started I'm back into it I like reading and I like books in my hand and I am uh, reading The Accidental Further Adventures of the Hundred-Year-Old Man by Jonas Jonasson. So this is a second book, uh, um, and I've forgotten the name of the first one now. I can't remember if it's A Hundred-Year-Old Man climbs Out of a Window or The Adventures of a Hundred-Year-Old Man or something. Uh, it's the first one in this, and I read that and, and really enjoyed it. It just makes me laugh a lot and that's why I'm enjoying reading it again.
0: We live in a world where we've got access to so many different sources of media, podcasts, TV shows, books, um, social media. I'm just wondering has there been anything that you've read, listened to or watched recently that has surprised you or made you think look a little bit differently?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I'm sure, you know, that many people have watched It's a Sin, and I'm sure that that was that Channel 4 programme uh, that went back to the 80s and started from there to look at HIV within the UK. Uh, that, that didn't necessarily make me look think differently, but what it did show me was my connections with individuals over the years. You know, I saw so many individuals within those people. But I think what I'd like to uh, choose for this bit is that I am currently undertaking uh, an Institute of Leadership and Management Level 5 coaching course as an apprentice. I think I must be one of the oldest apprentices in the UK, but I'm doing it as an apprentice, uh, apprenticeship. And Um, It really is challenging my brain quite a lot. You know, the language that they use is something that I'm familiar with from nursing and academia, you know, so there, there is language, but, you know, it's really making me rethink my interactions and, and how I can encourage my students and my colleagues and team to develop and, and, you know, see where they want to go with their futures and how I can be a voice that will help them to get there. And certainly the part that's really making me think difficultly is having to do assignments again. You know, I'm 55 years old and I'm writing assignments again because that's what we do. We learn, we question, and we ask. And I am secretly enjoying it, but don't tell anybody.
0: Thank you so much, John, for joining me today on HIV Matters and sharing so many wonderful things and insights. Thank you. I would like to thank today's guests for joining me on HIV Matters. If you have any suggestions for guests you would like to see on the podcast or if you fancy joining me on the show, please contact me at michelle.croston.com at nottingham.ac.uk. Throughout series one, our amazing guests have been sharing their favourite books with us. If you're anything like me, you'll have been busy trying to find these books in a variety of different bookstores. HIV Matters has teamed up with ukbookshop.org to create our own virtual bookstore, which is absolutely amazing. Because not only do we get to find the books that have been mentioned with ease, we also get to support local bookshops when ordering our books. If you'd like to learn more about the HIV Matters bookstore, then please click the link below for more information. Also at HIV Matters, we're really interested in hearing your views on different books that you've been reading. So please contact the show. How to contact the show is in the description below. If you'd like to find out more about Nivna, head over to their website at www.nivna.org. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to HIV Matters if you haven't already done so. HIV Matters is supported by an unrestricted educational grant from Vive. Vive has had no input into speakers or content. Today's podcast was edited by Daniel Hegge. A special thank you from all the team at HIV Matters. Until next time, thank you for listening and together we can make a difference.